0: Episode 71 of the Metro Fan TV Rundown coming to you live off of, um, shall we say, not the greatest run of recent results. Uh, drawn away to Cincinnati, where we, where we didn't really do much in the way of creating chances against the worst defense in the league, and a pretty disappointing 1 0 derby loss at home to NYCFC. That's never fun, isn't it, people? You to break everything down in the recent run of form is me and Juan Escalante. How are you Juan?
1: Doing alright, Lens. Uh, am I as mad as I was Sunday night? A little bit less, so, but still kind of mad. I just feel empty inside, dude. Oh boy. I had to rewatch the game because <laughs> that's 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 what I do for ahead of these podcasts and boy that second half was rough. Uh,
0: Why do you hate yourself, my dude? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if I really uh, hated myself, I would have watched the game at full volume. But I was listening to, well, I don't know what I was. I was listening to John Coltrane <laughs> <laughs> while the game happened.
0: Did it happen to be Blue Train by any chance? Because that would have been really the that really would have been the bow on this oh gosh uh, sh- shit Sunday. I'm not oh curious. my gosh! The proverbial
1: cherry on top of this shit, Sunday, shall we say? <laughs> I mean, uh, I tried to avoid a kind of blue because I felt like, ah, oh, no, this is not. Well, I mean, uh, well, <laughs> simultaneously,
0: the most. Uh... Simultaneously, the, embody, the 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 album that embodies the vibe the most, but also the one that we should avoid at all costs for various reasons. So uh,
1: no, the, I was I was listening to Giant Steps because uh the the, the, the complicated uh, time signature reminds me of, of whatever Gerhard Schubert expects from this team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it
0: takes a high degree of intelligence to understand the modal shifts in this song. Just like it takes a high degree of intelligence to understand the pressing triggers in zone 17 that I must have the right wing back have in synchronization with the remaining midfielder at any given time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, uh, note to Fernando and post, uh, please uh, juxtap- juxtapose uh, giant steps over
1: that. Uh, <laughs> or so we don't get, just have my vo- vocals in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just keep my vocals in there oh just just like that terrible
0: acapella version that this guy in soundcloud did of uh, kanye west's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy oh my god and he even did like the part in runaway right at the end when like the vocoder breaks down in the fuzz with his mouth i thought that was pretty impressive (laughs) (laughs) the guy just restyled. uh anyway um yeah um sorry um Bit of a bit of an A side about um momentous jazz songs aside, uh we do have soccer to talk about,
1: unfortunately. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. If you came here for the uh, stuber bits and the uh Remembering Guys segments, uh there's no guarantee we'll be able to get to them today, so uh, maybe turn the podcast off at this point. Uh you've already done your part in listening to us, so look it for the metrics. So I'll be uh, much appreciated. But that being said, I mean, look, I mean, (laughs) this has been a pretty dismal recent run of results. In the grand scheme of things, I'm still not too mad about how the season is because we are still fourth in the Eastern Conference and we are in a US Open Cup semifinal, right? In the grand scheme of things, that's A-OK. But that being said, I mean this recent run of results i mean to me are just straight up unacceptable right i mean like okay cincinnati away from home but as we mentioned it's not so much drawing cincinnati away from home as much as how we looked drawing cincinnati away from home right right i mean this is the worst defense in the league and we barely managed to muster up like maybe like what one or two clear cut scoring chances
1: didn't score until we we were given a we won the penalty, not we were given. We did earn it, but yes, uh, not until you know they had to give up a foul, and even then, at the end of the game, they were down to ten men, and we still couldn't get it done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, we, we, we that the, there's a narrative we struggle against ten men. I get it, whatever, but even in, nine men, right? <laughs> Shout out to Andy Ivan, by the way. Like that guy was totally living his best life in that game. And the oh entire man. time that he was here.
1: What if he's still here? What if he's still in the New Jersey metropolitan area? Well, uh,
0: well, have you seen the team recently? They sure play like he's still here. Her, wow, her, 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 damn. her, her. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Discussion group is leaking to the podcast, boys. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Like, what, I mean, that's the deal for me, right? I think it's been pointed out recently that we've basically not scored a goal from that was either a golazo, a a golazo or a set piece or a penalty
1: in what feels like a well, right? At least since at, at least since like the open cup game against New York city FC, where Cameron Harper got to the byline, hits it across and Omir takes two touches and puts it in the back of the net. Um, yeah and i think th- this particular like, these two results in a vacuum are they suck and they're terrible but i think in looking at, at at these particular results it felt like it was a long time coming of just the team's inability to generate that many chances in a game kind of depending on individual moments of brilliance to win us games to, to score goals um but now this added dimension of like really the limits of of Gerhard Struber's ability as a manager and what he expects out of the team and what quite frankly like how good of a manager he thinks he is yeah I mean
0: uh I mean I think a, a quick numbers check would probably back that statement up right because of how brightly we started the season in terms of the constant chance generation right where we were like averaging close to I think what 2.5 xg a game for that opening yeah, state. but exactly. after this summer run right where you know players either get injured they get tired they have to rotate in and out the squad to like keep them fresh and everything right you slowly see it to see those numbers dwindle right and I think uh, you touched upon it uh we the hype working hypothesis one of the working hypotheses is right now is probably the fact that you know the manager's man management ability or lack thereof if I'm be quite frank is what is part causing this slide in parts, you know, and um, it was definitely one of the more damning threads I saw. on this was, I think, uh, the, the spacing charts that were posted, right, where two years into the project, we are still switching the uh, we're still switching the tactical setup week after week, the spacing looks a bit different. week after. the spacing is completely different week after week. And like you said, right, the the lack of an ability to combine in the attacking third has become rather alarming, right? Like no matter which striker you put in up there, there is still only one short single line more often than not,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. not with Klamala, not with Ashley Fletcher, not with Tom Barlow, not with Omir Fernandez. We're seeing it in, if you go to like the MLS website, they have pretty much for every game, they'll have like a passing map to see like the general shape of the team and with how, you know, um, where, you know how the team passed each other, and it's really alarming how oftentimes, uh, you would see like our most advanced players not have any lines between them. More than more often than not, you would see like, Lewis Morgan and Patrick Klamala, no lines between them, and it's strange between like two of our you know two of our most attacking threats up front besides Lukinias, not combining ever.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I, I it, it's tough for any striker up there when the amount of service that you're getting basically amounts to like trying to fight for 50 50 balls, like for like yeah. 40 to 50 minutes at a time, right? Like we've seen none of the uh, cuts to the byline that we were starting to see earlier this year. Right. We've seen none of those like uh, switch switches to a late ru- late oncoming runner on the weak side of the pitch. Right. That we were seeing earlier this year. Um, I'm genuinely not really sure why that is, right? But then on top of that, you're also starting to see like further behind the field, like uh, the spacing in midfield doesn't quite look so good anymore. Like the wingbacks are kind of pinching in way too much nowadays, right? Tolkien and Nielis both. Mm -hmm. Uh, And on top of that, like uh, the big part of the man management conundrum for us, right, kind of comes down to the fact that in midfield, Right. We've touched upon this before. We have no shortage of options in terms of depth at center midfield. Right. But through this run of games through the summer, we've mostly seen two guys be charted out week in, week out, assuming that they're available, right, for a variety of reasons. I think it's starting to show that certain players kind of need a week off. Right. I mean, Frankie and Maya start to slow down a little bit, um, which is partially why the midfield is starting to look a bit more porous. Right, Christian Casares, to his credit, after a rough start to the season, has really emerged and made himself an asset again. Right, but then behind these two, right, like options that we had to start the year, the likes of Drew Yearwood, nowhere to be seen nowadays because for some the reason the manager doesn't trust him. Caden Clark as well, right, another one, someone who apparently, who somehow managed to look good under Chris Armis. <laughs> and we're getting a pretty decent run of games right under Gerhard Schubert in 2021 also nowhere to be found you know it's like stuff like this you know i mean stuff like this you know and then built on top of that you have a ma- you, you you have the manager who two years into this grand project continues to run to the press and complain about the fact that like he doesn't have the players that he needs or that the players don't grasp his vision or his tactics like two years into a grand project that he's supposed to be leading by coaching players, right? What does that say about the quality of the manager, if you ask me then, right? Like, right. Like, um, like you mentioned this before we uh, hit record, but that was a, what is it? A bad carpenter always blames his tools, right? And that's what you said. I think, right. I think that's just one of those things that kind of resonates with me right now, right? I mean, the manager's role as a teacher and as a guide to the players, right, is a very big part of what makes a good manager, I think. And if two years into the project, we still can't decide on how we want to play, right? And you still can't he still can't help players that you're supposed to be fitting into that. Crash that. Like, are we supposed to take that, right? As, how, how are we supposed to take that? You know, I think right. that's kind of what I'm trying to posit it as. And to be honest, I'm kind of lost. We cannot have, it cannot always just simply be the player's fault, surely. Right? Every time, it cannot simply also be, Fault of, I don't know, like what, the general manager or the front office, right? Because in the grand scheme of things, like we had carte blanche to work with in 2021, right? I would be shocked, and I'm telling you, shocked if the sporting director and the manager weren't working hand in hand to bring in the kinds of players that were needed, right? And especially now in 2022, after Window, where we basically brought in a, a marquee attacking piece in Lu, Mo, Lewis Morgan. Another marquee attacking piece in Luchinias. Um Made last year's, made our standout goalkeeper from last year a permanent signing. Brought back a key part of our defense in Tom Edwards, right? Mm-hmm. On loan, another year. Like, come out and say that we needed five key players in a window that you didn't get. In spite of all the activity that just happened, a window of Lewis Morgan and Lucinias is supposed to be a bad transfer window. Oh no, is what I'm supposed to be understanding here, right? Like, uh, I don't. I, I <laughs> Yeah, I don't I, get I, it. I, like, like, I really
1: don't. If, I'm his, sorry. if his impression of like is having a good transfer window, like name, like what's a good transfer window in his eyes, like what in what his experience? You've coached, you coached like teenagers in Austria and then Barnsley escaping a relegation battle. in he coached
0: uh, a <laughs> fellow insurance salesman at Wolfsberger as well.
1: Right. <laughs> I just looked up his, like, at Wolfsburg. He was literally there for four months. Yeah. Like, it's... it. I And I don't... The, like, it, I I don't think I'm exaggerating that, like, this New York Red Bulls team is the best team he's ever coached, and he's still complaining. And I don't know where this comes from, that he started acting around like he's some kind of, like, weird Jose Mourinho type or something like that.
0: You know, so I think it's worth pointing out that he was doing the same thing at Barnsley as well, right? Like, uh... Right, won't. trying to
1: sign Austrian bin men or whatever.
0: Yeah, like some guy called Dominic Schitzenberger or whatever. whatever. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Steven I, Schnitzel schitz or whatever. <laughs> Johann Mein Handelhosen.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Fucking, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I hate Germany and Austria so much. <laughs> I think we should just, I don't know. I, I, I think the Eurozone should just collapse and we should uh, just go back to how they were.
1: Uh, under Bra- the Holy- breaking them up into, break them up into individual kingdoms again. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> go back to the pre Holy Roman empire times. that bring good. back the Hanseatic league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I, 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 I've had enough of just i don't know this this kremlinology basically trying to decipher all this fucking bullshit i mean like the last two or three years have kind of shown us like there's basically like like ripple global as an entity that we thought it existed in 2018 just doesn't fucking operate like that yeah right but that's a that's another thing for another time because right now we got to focus on the manager right and you know, I mean, it's it's these deals with, again, right, these problems with depth and these problems with squad management seem down entirely to the fact that some of these problems are self-created, right? Because the manager, for some reason, um, as I guess the manager perceives that he couldn't trust certain options, right? But in spite of everything, just still refuses to blame, right? And I think that's a problem in a salary cap league, especially in, in a league that has limited roster spots, right? right. I mean... Simply put, like, um, simply put, I mean, I think, uh, a lot of these recent problems are kind of at our own hand, right? And then on top of that, you, you kind of saw that the warning signs were there, er, I think, are earlier in the week, as, earlier in the season as well, when we had to, like, do, what, make three substitutions before the 60th minute against SKC to get things right back, Yeah. right? I mean, look, uh... Basically what it is been a really long way of just saying that after a while, I cannot continue to give the benefit of the doubt, right? Especially two years into this tenure, where we've had a whole litany of support through the various transfer windows that we had, right? I mean, basically turned over a whole squad from where we were in twenty twenty. You go yeah. back and you look at some of those names in those twenty twenty squads, and then you see where and you see how many of them are gone, right? As of twenty twenty one. And then you see all the new faces that were brought in, right, in 2022 as well. I mean, it's not like guys haven't not been signed, you know. They cannot make the claim that there hasn't been some kind of financial investment in this team. I would probably argue that there has been, these last few windows have seen more financial support, right? And more more financial support than we've seen in quite a while. I mean, through 2019, they took 2019 all the way up to the off season in 2021 like were we making these kinds of splashes not really
1: no right
0: the last big marquee signing was kaku all the way back in 2018
1: right yeah
0: so that's the deal for me you know i mean two years in a row now we've made a pretty big blockbuster in- intra-league trade right we've signed a designated player in both major winter or windows we have been trying to use the under-22 slots to try and bring in other talented players to flesh out the first-team roster, right? That's how we got the likes of... Uh, I think Andres Reyes was an under-22 player the first year, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like that. Something to that effect, basically. All right? It's not... I don't think it's a problem, like, not signing quality players, right? they seem seen the way that these guys have come
1: along, you know? yeah if anything like if another team was doing the kind of transfers that we were doing we would be so jealous like oh you sign you're signing like pretty much like you know uncovered gems from foreign leagues that you don't have to spend that much money on and then you're spending not only that but you're also getting like mls regulars who you know may not have been shining on teams that that were like were actually rather you know playing on teams that were not particularly good but were still like playing good games, getting regular minutes and guys who knew the league. And it's like, why don't we, you know, if, if Philly was doing this, which in a kind of way they maybe kind of are, but we would be, we, we would say, why can't we do that?
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, that's why I cannot buy this whole thing that he doesn't decide, like he's not the guy to talk to when it comes to transfers, right? Like simultaneously, he's not getting the players that he wants but also, he shouldn't be the guy guiding the transfer policy. Right. The fuck? <laughs> when you put it that way, right? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's
1: like, I want, like, when we win, I, he gets all the credit for his tactical changes. But then when he makes similar, when he, when he makes the wrong choice, it's like, well, that's the player's fault. What do you, what, what do you want me to do?
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's the same thing that you can do, like uh, to the players that have actually kind of blossomed under his tenure, right? I mean, like, yeah, you can point to Frankie Maya in the second year here, as, um, you know, taking a next step in his career. But at the same time, like, why is the thought to then disparage the person who identified the talent to begin with? Right? I mean, like, wouldn't that imply some kind of synergy between the head of sport and uh, the head coach? In, in terms of identifying talent that could fit, right? The head coach cannot simultaneously make this claim that he doesn't decide the transfer policy, but also isn't getting the players that he wants. Because if he's not communicating the players that he wants, then, well, right? Then, then, then how are you supposed to build a team and how are you supposed to build a system, right? You know, right. I mean, like uh, after a while, like trying to assign, you know. Assign causation for certain moves or certain transfers the way that I think some people like to do on Twitter, like it becomes extremely counterintuitive after a while. <laughs> I mean, just quite frankly, right? A good move, is, a good move is a Schuber move. A bad move is a Thelwell. Move, is a Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, what, a, what 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 kind of player does Struber want? Has anyone actually figured out the kind of player he wants? I don't, I don't think, get it.
0: Yeah, I don't think even he knows the kinds of even players he, knows. he wants, right? Because... It's like,
1: we can't score goals from open play, which is supposed to be our plan A. And so our plan B is supposed to be hero ball, but now hero ball is plan A. But when hero ball wins his games, he still wants credit for being this master tactician. Like, I don't, what do you want? What do you want, Strooper?
0: It kind of sounds like Caleb Porter, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it does. Uh, oh, gosh. It kinda of sounds like Caleb Porter, doesn't it? God, I'm we have Austrian Porter. Oh man. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the
0: kind of player we want. Let's go trade for Darlington
1: Nightby, dude. Like uh who's we like the give you,
0: version of We give you we give you this Wickleman Carmona at two hundred K in Tam. And we get this
1: Darlington Nightby. Like oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> That was sucking ass You know. Dude. You know Struber, so like for i think for the second game i think struber has like worn a shirt and i guess sweated through it before halftime or something like that yeah but in this particular game it didn't take it it, it took me like re-watching the game to figure it he, he switched from a white shirt to a red shirt but it was like the red shirt that he wore during the second half of this game against new york city was like, like it was like a stone it was a stone island top which i i checked the price on it was like it's like 185 dollars like no we have we have Euro Trash Hype Beast Manager. Not even
0: fun Euro Trash either, right? Uh, like Hans we've Baca. Got,
1: we've <laughs> got We've got an Austrian manager with the worst bits of Caleb Porter, but also the worst bits of Pep Guardiola. This is a nightmare.
0: Yeah, we 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 let an Austrian Redditor coach the team. I think that's how we should know that it's over.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh oi, oi, oi. I mean, kind of going back to this uh, whole tenet, right, on the hero ball being plan A right now, right, it does kind of segue into something that we should probably talk about, just the fact that, you know, I mean, what we've seen in recent weeks, right, are some pretty, some tough love treatment for Lukinius, right? And I think this is something that's worth talking about because, you know, as uh, the league's familiarity with him grows, right, he's not really so much of an unknown factor anymore, Uh, Teams have more tape on him as a result of the last few games and the buzz that he's been creating, right? His dribbling, his ability to shoot from distance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's only natural to assume that teams will start developing strategies to deal with that, right? And what we've been seeing in recent weeks is the fact that, you know, I mean, uh, it's not always the most, it's not always the prettiest way of uh, dealing with these kinds of um, threats, but it is one of the most effective. And what you're seeing is that teams are just kicking the shit out of him, right? <laughs> they right. take him out of the game physically, right? I mean, the game against Cincinnati was kind of uh, one of those things, right? Uh, the Some pretty rough fouls to start the season. Uh, sorry, to start the game. And from there, like uh, I don't think he really had much in the way of uh, open looks or open chances after that, right? I mean, it just kind of ended up taking him out of the game completely. Right, and teams are starting to catch on to the fact that if we managed to mark him out at the game, right, then we don't really have much going on in the attacking third. You know, no. and, uh, from there we revert back to like lump- launching hopeful long balls up at the striker and hoping someone wins a knockdown or something, right? Yeah. But then the problem. When's the last knock- time
1: you saw the players play like one-touch passes around the box? Yeah, I mean, like I probably have to go all the way back to the Toronto game to be honest. Right. Do you, like, do you think? Do you think Struber sees them play one twos in training? It's like, no, stop that nine. Yeah, it's just like you're supposed to press the reaction. <laughs> like what?
0: Uh, it's like, bro. Uh... Yeah, I, I, don't know. I mean, like, I, 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 I just don't know. To be honest, <laughs> you add into the fact that, like, I think uh, the, the fullbacks still look pretty apprehensive going forward right uh there are guys who are still pinching in way too much uh and basically creating a lot of the spa- a lot of the spacing problems in the middle of the field right i know yeah. that we are a team that tries to overload the center right but overloads in the center don't really mean anything we don't consequently stretch the play but like having bombing overlapping runs out wide right the whole point of the thing is supposed to be inside out movement right? We're not yeah. really seeing so much of that anymore, right? Yeah. The ideas in the attacking third basically amount to hopeful long ball. Hopefully someone manages to win a uh, win a knockdown and then question mark, get the ball, get the ball to Lukinhas, hope he dribbles some people, shot from distance, something like that, right? Nothing yeah. so much in the way of, I think, incisive through balls passing or guys getting to the byline and then cutting it back inside. But, I mean, there was a tenet where we were starting to see that a little bit more uh, when guys were getting the byline and feeding Patrick Klamala in the Open Cup game against Charlotte, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Right? We saw that again, I think. Uh... Yeah. I mean, that's completely gone now. <laughs> it's gone.
1: Yeah. And the only player that, like, would get into that position and would at least try to do that would be Cameron Harper. Like, it's weird that... The, our starting wingbacks aren't more proactive, or no, is it proactive or more? Uh, the, like the whole point of you having wingbacks is to allow them to bomb up and down the field, but they're playing way too conservative. Dill, uh, is no, it's Sean Nealis. No, Dylan Nealis. I'm confusing the Nealises, the Neeli. Yes, the Nealopodes, double Nealix. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> yeah, and I've been, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been willing to, you know, give give dylan Nealis the the benefit of the doubt that he's you know that he's still figuring this out but john tolkien on the other hand i don't there were multiple points in this game where it's just like it's i think i've been writing john tolkien pretty hard these past few weeks because it's just like i i think part of it is the lack of competition but just like this point he had a couple shots on goal or not even he it would be he would be lucky if they were on goal. They were not on goal, and it's just like if you are gonna get up and down the field that way. Like I don't see the point of you being in those positions if you can't convert them. Like sending shots wide, miss hitting crosses. You know, there was one point in the game where he got you know that that low cross at the byline out, but like that's the only chance we got in the game. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's like there were multiple times in this particular game where it's like the the cho- the decision was to play with his right foot, and he just didn't do it.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, um we've kind of seen like if you're this you're going to come
1: inside, learn how to play more right-footed. If you if you can't, if you can't do that, then st- you know, st- stay to the stay to the sideline.
0: I'm uh, reminded of another fullback who was uh frustratingly one-footed. <laughs> Any place for Vesterloen right now? <laughs> <laughs> I do think, uh, no, I mean, I do think that game to game, he is a lot more consistent than Cal Duncan. So I think that's just me being a bit unfair to John Tolkien. But yeah, I mean, I think the point does kind of stand that the fullback play right now kind of leaves a bit to be desired, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of seizing the space that opens up, right? And, you know, I mean, Tolkien has been solid most of the season, but has he kind of, I guess, I don't know, really wowed me I, I i don't know right if i'd really go so far as to say that he's like you know been lights out this whole year he's been solid he's looked like a pretty uh he, at his age he looks like a good mls fullback like right. especially a good defensive minded mls fullback right because he yeah. can fast the ball a bit Tuxin doesn't really make any too many rash decisions and is good enough on the defensive side of things, right? But, you know, in a system like ours where a lot of the onus is on and providing width is given to the fullbacks, right? We haven't really had... We haven't really seen that yet, I think, from either of our options. I mean, Harper seems to be the guy who kind of grasps it the most because of his uh, past as a winger, right? Kind of gets the... Kind of a, a bit more adventurous into runs that he likes to make, and the his 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 ability to get to the byline probably a bit more, uh, manuf- probably a bit more developed at this point, right? But
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're not really seeing that from our other options, you know. I'm, and I'm gonna knock my, my My criticisms of our fullbacks don't actually have to do have anything to do with the defensive side of the ball.
1: They're actually all to do with the attacking part of right, and that's fair. It's yeah. fair if we're going to play wing backs. Yeah, exactly.
0: But this kind of harkens back to uh, the fact that, you know, there are some some challenges, right? And consistently shifting between three at the back to two at the back and uh, to five man back line and four man back line configurations week after week, right? Is that after a while, guys are going to get their roles confused as well, right? And if the instructions are going to be changing on what to do, and how to where to stand on the pitch like on a weekly basis then i i don't think it's any wonder why people aren't really confident in their abilities to like execute certain things of what they're getting asked to execute because as we've learned over the last few weeks like it changes week. not only does it change week to week it also basically changes half to half (laughs) yeah you know like the old adage goes that if the team is good, all you have to do sometimes is just roll the ball out and let the roll let the, the players out. run.
1: Roll the Hold ball. Hold on a second. You're run. saying that this bald manager is 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 implementing is trying to implement overwrought tactics and not putting our players in best positions to succeed. I think Gerhard Schuber is everything that U.S. men's national team perverts think Greg Berhalter is doing. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, and uh, are basically uh, overlooking the fact that. There was a manager, a U.S. men's national team manager, who did exactly this. Who was also of Germanic descent. His name was Jurgen Klinsmann. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> but you yeah, know, but I, I found mean,
1: out like... that that I found out that he's like that. There's only one degree of separation between Struber and uh, and Klinsmann by way of Andy Herzog. It sent a chill down my spine.
0: Oh yeah. Oh boy, dude. Wow, U.S. Men's National Team villain Andy Herzog. How about that? But I mean, like I was gonna say, like this assumes that anyone in U.S. Men, like U.S. MNT Stan Seven Nine One Five Five Eight, has been watching soccer. Then only start watching soccer three years ago. <laughs> so, do <laughs> you know how many people like I've seen in like recent like weeks of like, oh, I fell in love with the U.S. Men's National Team because of Clint Dempsey against Ghana and all the blah I was blah. Like, blah, wait a minute, blah.
1: what? Hold on like, a second. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> or like that scuffed account who was just like, oh yeah, I wasn't watching during Klinsman. Like, you what? Yeah, I was
0: like, so you've never seen Landon Donovan play.
1: You've never seen Landon Donovan play.
0: It, the, you don't remember the era where the only good American players were like the goalkeepers, right? Like exactly. Casey Keller, uh, fucking Brad Friedel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess Tim Howard, but in terms of like name recognition, I mean, everybody knows Tim Howard. I mean, everybody would probably know those other guys god, as well. The,
1: the best, na- the best men's national team goalkeeper you can think of isn't bald. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: <laughs> back no the goal, The problem with the U.S. men's national team is that the goalkeepers have hair now.
1: It they means. have hair now. Too much.
0: Like, <laughs> like Ethan Horvath, full head of hair, drops the ball into the back of the net. Casey Keller, bald. Consistent Premier League player, never let us down. The proofs exactly. to put in kids. Too much U.S. men's national team talk though for this podcast. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, let yeah. We'll, let's put a cab in it right sorry, now.
0: Sorry, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set myself on fire as penance after this. Um,
1: yeah, I mean now, now, now we got to get back something less excruciating. This 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 last RB match. Is it
0: really that less excruciating though?
1: No, no. <laughs> yeah, not. no. No. Yeah.
0: Here's the deal for me, man. I mean, like uh, the the implicate, like like I said, right. It's not so much the results in the vacuum that piss me off, but it's the the added context, right. Not just in terms of the manager's post match comments, right, but also like the implications that it has for the table and uh, how things might shake out for the rest of the year, right. And this is City looking extremely vulnerable after Ronnie Delia just hit CEO and bolted, right, (laughs) for Standard Liège halfway through the season. They have a guy who seems oddly clueless. He is kind of like oddly charming in a Chris Armis kind of way. You know? <laughs> how, Chris
1: Armis with a mank accent.
0: Yeah, just how completely overmatched and confused he sounds all the time. Right. There <laughs> they are. Uh Tati Castellanos is also gone, right? But you know, after the, but he had to basically score the winner in his last game, away from home. Right. And we gave them the satisfaction of that. And not only that, but it's also a six pointer at the top of the Eastern Conference with implications exactly. of the supporter shield race, but also whether or not we're going to clinch top seed in the Eastern Conference, which is a, which is a very good goal to set because this team absolutely has the quality to do it. It'd be fair to say, right? And the amount of investment that's been put into this team, you would expect that they'd be able to hit top three, if not outright win the conference. And here we are, we lost a fucking game. I don't know if people want to. You want to tell me that we shouldn't be too like mad about this because oh i don't know it's a te- it's a game against what two two of the best defensive teams in the league like get the fuck out of here I, I want to beat city every time we, we we play them basically yeah you
1: know and like i want to, to i want to destroy their spirits i want to grind them into dust yeah,
0: and if we're the types of people who are getting bent out of shape about a 6-1 loss in preseason to LAFC and then you treat this game like it's no big fucking deal, like, get your priorities right. straight, dude. Like,
1: seriously. Like, I don't fucking yeah. understand that mindset at all. Like, And one of the things that, like, we gave Struber credit for in his tenure here is how often, like, he, he had never lost to New York City FC in the time he's been here. And not only that, like, like these are, have been, like, some of our best performances under his tenure has been against City these games like you always gave him credit because he got the guys up for these matches that he knew the 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 importance of these games and he could get the squad uh, in the right mindset for it and it's just like that was completely gone here like by the time like like by the time he's like in what the 57th minute that he's like subbing on Tom Barlow or even like the 82nd minute where he's finally putting on Patrick Klamala to play nine fucking minutes against you know in a New York Derby Uh, after he'd already put on two other strikers before him. The team sagging, like, what are we doing here?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, that shit just seems so petty to me, right? Like, inexplicably now, I mean, like, he's supposed to be, like, your top guy, right? Your talisman. And you sub him on for five plithy minutes towards the end of the game.
1: Yeah, regardless of, like, (laughs) It, regardless, as of, like if you're a fan, and regardless of what you think about Klimala and you think he sucks and he's not good enough for this team, like, do you really think he's our third best striker option? I don't yeah, think so.
0: Exactly. Like, I mean, you want to say that it should be an indictment of the player because that's what the manager thinks of him. But I mean, here's the deal, right? Like, what makes you think, based on the manager's decisions the last few weeks, that I trust what the manager? I trust the manager's assessment of the players, right? Quite frankly. It can go that way as well. You know, <laughs> a, a, a lot of the goodwill that I've extended towards this project is basically eroded because we cannot, again, continue to throw the players under the bus in what is supposed to be an environment that's about, about creating an environment that is conducive for players to play confidently and grow in your game, right? By continuing to throw them under the bus every time we lose the game. Continue to blame other people for not bringing in key players every time we lose a game. we're going to be two or three years into this project, then why the fuck are we still blaming everyone but decisions game to game, right?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Why don't we continue to basically try and shift the blame for the lack of progress to everyone but the guy who's supposed to be playing a big role in doing that, right? At the end of the day, you know... I I just think it's it just reflects a shocking lack of uh ideas. It reflects a shocking lack of uh you know any semblance of self-awareness. I do not at all and I don't want a guy like that leading my club. <gasps> I'm not really a her out just yet before anyone gets it twisted, but I don't can deny that it's a pretty silly look. Look, and here's the deal. Okay, sure, maybe there are parts of the roster that probably needed some quote-unquote depth, right? But when you look at the roster as a whole, the only place where we're kind of short is where? Left back, right? right? I would probably say. striker, give or take, I mean, Klimala, Barlow, Omir Fernandez, Surgeon Goma now, I mean, like, that's more or less pretty akin to your typical MLS, um, pretty akin to what could be a typical MLS, like, depth chart, basically. Uh, big yeah. money DP striker, followed by pretty, I guess, I guess cheaper homegrown, a drafty,
1: homegrown. a homegrown, you know,
0: yeah, homegrown, drafty, homegrown, cheaper, domestic players basically. Like at the end of the day, I still, I still do not buy this idea at all that this squad is weak or this squad is like not good enough to compete for trophies. Right. Or, like, contend for the top of the Eastern Conference. To our credit, we are still in the hunt for a trophy,
1: right? We were top of the East a few weeks ago.
0: (laughs) We were top of the East a few weeks ago as well. Yeah, exactly. We were top of the East a few weeks ago. We are in a U.S. Open Cup semifinal. So in a vacuum, the performance in the um, tournaments hasn't been so bad. But... (laughs) Acting like this is uh, this this is not as this is not a weak or incomplete squad. Yeah, right. sure, there are there are areas that we could probably refine, but there every te- most teams in MLS will have one or two areas where they can always refine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, 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 you you know like 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 it is <laughs> I don't know after a while.
1: Uh, uh like you said, what? not Struber out, but if he decides if we win Open Cup and then he decides to fuck off to go coach, I don't know, fucking uh Augsburg or whatever. Yeah, go g- some get out. shit
0: team like Paderborn or whatever, like some exactly per- perverted Bundesliga team no one gives a shit about. Or probably oh, be Coupon like Mainz or, or something.
1: Mainz. <laughs> some lame shit like that. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Uh if he could get uh, let me let me look at like the, who who's in the Bundesliga. If he could go to like Hertha Berlin and get them relegated, that would be that would be ideal for me. Maybe. Oh wait, no,
0: no. He should go to Schalke so that he and uh, the new uh, head of sport can uh, complete two sides at the same point. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh man. Yeah. This. This. I mean. Uh, to to put a to basically cut a long story short right like if we do not win u.s open cup i would be fucking livid at this point really because we are we've let the ball drop way too much in recent weeks and we absolutely 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 cannot continue to make excuses for not delivering the goods right you cannot continue. Like I said, like player.
1: I said earlier, like this is the best team he's probably coached. This is the best team that he's managed. But also, like this is probably the best. This is the of all the clubs he's managed. This is the like the first one that he has like serious expectations for. That has like a track record of success in the past like ten years, and not like you know. I want to believe that Barnsley won a first division, but like before the invention of color TV. Yeah,
0: uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> Every every English team, if you go back long enough, has done something at some point. So right. but I I don't know when or where. It's like
1: like Struber has in his career has only coached minnows or like teams with no expectations, and now and now he's at one with a track record of success, and he still wants to act like he's bigger than it. Like what the fuck is your problem, dude? No, yeah, dude, he hasn't earned anything to, to, to. He hasn't he hasn't done anything to earn that. He kind hasn't of, uh... Jesse Marsh won a supporter shield. With Chris Duvall at right back. No disrespect to Chris Duvall, but look at our yeah. roster in in twenty thirteen or twenty thirteen twenty fifteen and think like,
0: yeah, I mean he had to drastically overturn the roster like what two or three times,
1: right, right. And do do you remember him complaining this much about signings?
0: Not really. No, to be it's honest, like, J- Jesse, to his credit, would never do this kind of thing, right. I mean, that, that was the closest that we've ever had, like uh, the next man up mentality implemented for real, right? I mean, like whatever you give him, he just kind of crap into a pretty decently functioning team, right? The right? worst it ever
1: got would be like him galaxy braining a formation, but other than that, you know, yeah.
0: Other than that, for the most part, I would probably say he was a much more solid man manager than this fucking guy.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, like it. It seems like a, it seemed like a more conducive environment. Yes. Where players, uh, where the players actually liked each other for the most part, you know. I don't know. I mean,
1: the guys seem to like each other in this team too, which is the worst part. Is that like whatever Struber's trying to pull with the roster? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically, yeah. I I agree completely. I don't know.
1: Uh, um, Bit of a mea
0: culpa to Jesse Marsh over the years, but I guess uh, you know. I guess
1: yes i i I did have this discussion once during a game. <laughs> I yeah. think it was in the doldrums of the Armis era. I was talking with with uh, Pat Haddad, and I was just like I, I I am sorry for saying all those mean things about Jesse Marsh
0: yeah, no, over the years I mean it should so shouldn't take away from the fact that there would be frustrating galaxy Brain moments,
1: but you know I mean uh in the grand scheme of things in the
0: grand scheme of things we didn't
1: we didn't know how good we had it
0: yeah when of when do we uh, when have we in our personal lives not galaxy it at some point? What
1: exactly. if what
0: what what is humanity but a miserable little pile of galaxy brain moments?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you Uh. Anyway. Man. Uh-oh. Is there anything else you want to talk about this game? I, I have I have a little thing. I just, oh yeah. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We can... Uh. One of the things I heard a lot after the game. I think people were trying to process the result. Is like. Oh, New York City has a striker and we don't, which first off, we beat this team last month and Castellanos played that game. So I don't know (laughs) what you're talking about, but also and like looking at the the numbers in this, I think I meant I, I mentioned earlier about how disjointed our attack looks and how our starting striker or whatever, our most advanced attacking player just doesn't get service. Um, and that has to do with that, like them not scoring goals, not getting, getting chances. So, um, bait from FB ref, they have like the, the touch maps and the, the touch stats. So, uh, touches in the final third. So that's both, uh, the opponent's defensive third, but also touches in the penalty box. Omir Fernandez, Tom Barlow, Patrick Klamala combined for 20 total touches in New York City's defensive third of touches in the box they had 3 across the 3 of them. Uh Castellanos 26 in his 87 minutes of play, 8 touches in our box. It's not that he it's not that he, it's like like the, he scores because they get him the ball. He eats because he gets fed. You know, it's and it's not as if he scores every time he gets the ball. Like it's he's a high volume kind of guy in the same way that, you know, what's a great like Bradley Wright Phillips was. You know, you 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 get the ball to him and just there were moments in the game where he just shot wide. He shot right at the goalkeeper's hands. He puts the ball over the bar. Like you need those. If you're going to get him, you know, one out of every 10. And that's basically what happened in this game.
0: Yeah. then so, on, on the topic of that, like go back and uh, see a Castellanos first two years in the, in, in the league. Exactly. See that kind of production that he was putting out. <laughs> and then, uh, Back and tell me if any of you ever saw that this guy would kind of just randomly blossom into a 20 goal exactly. <laughs> a season striker, just yeah. I don't know, you know. I mean, like Adam Books is another great example, right?
1: <laughs> right, we need to get that guy. Like, oh, you, you had no idea where they got him from,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Same people like, will probably be knocking on the fact that, oh, the extra Kalaska is like nothing, even though Luquinas came there also right. started falling out. I mean, Man. at the end of the day, like, you're not gonna, yeah, you're not gonna hit a thousand on all your transfer signings, whatever, but also like, like, look at some other teams' hits and note that some of them didn't always hit the ground running, you right. know, and one way or another, whether it's like through a tactical change, manager change, or they bring in another player that kind of unlocks the best that they can do, that sometimes that's all it kind of takes to unlock somebody, right? I'm reminded all the way back in the nineteen nineties, right? Big money signing Andy Cole, completely, <laughs> uh, completely looking lost his first two, his first season at Manchester United, and then they signed a guy called Dwight York, and then what happened? You tell me. Three trophies in
1: nineteen ninety nine is all I'm going to say oh yeah (laughs) you know what's interesting so like this is a bit of a tangent i recently got a i i I got a copy of a book called uh it's called a new formation was how black footballers um shaped the modern game it's by uh hold on let me look it up but it's by there's like a a soccer it's called carry com and it's like uh written by this uh Black football journalist in his name's Callum Jacobs. And yeah, I haven't started reading it yet, but like one of the things he says that that he wrote a chapter on is specifically what you just mentioned about Dwight York and uh and Andy Cole and how like important they were to each other. Cause obviously uh Dwight York is from the Caribbean, from uh Trinidad and Tobago, and Andy yeah. Cole not from the Caribbean, but his parents are from Jamaica. And, like, the connection that they had was not just on the field. It was, you know, that connect, that cultural connection they had with each other. I don't know. That That's a tangent, but I thought you would you would enjoy that.
0: No, I mean, it made sense, right? Because uh, the, the the narrative over the years has kind of developed that, like, uh, York's, like, uh, sunny persona would kind of rub off and Cole, who was a bit more dour and, like,
1: uh, you know. Right. It Wasn't it also the case that, like, Teddy Sheringham and Andy Cole did not get along at all?
0: Yeah, I don't think they did. Uh kind of goes back to, I think, some bust-up at an England training ground. Right. I think. Anyway, Sheringham was kind of a, more of like a Spurs guy anyway, right, for the longest time. Yeah. So, um, just kind of... Uh, it's funny to think that, like, uh, people thought that his move to Manchester United in, like, the late 90s was, like, a late career move to try and grab some trophies on the way out. And then he ended up playing oh. 10 more years anyway. <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: And winning a Champions League, I guess.
0: Winning a champ? No, yeah, yeah, one Champions League in nineteen ninety nine, and then, but even from there, right, he ended up playing in like ten more years. He like retired at the age of like what forty two with West Ham in like two thousand nine or something like that. But anyway.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's what I mean. Like uh, he, he, I think he he played long enough to see his son make his debut. Wow.
1: While he was still an
0: active player, I want to say, which was um, pretty crazy. <laughs> uh the only thing that i can think of is uh dragon gates Masaaki mojizuki uh debuting his son in his same stable so um <laughs> oh, wow.
1: or what's his name either good jansen coming in to substitute his dad in an international game yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. uh for iceland yeah Th- that 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 happened way back Back. back when eider Gudjansson was like the only Iceland player like <laughs> the about. only good one uh, well that's disparaging the likes of Hermann oh, <laughs> Uh, I have like literally never seen anyone not disparage the name Hermann heriderson but anyway exactly. that's that's uh that's uh that's an ace high for that time. We have to issue stocks. I'm just going to issue all of mine to Gerhard Schubert. and I'm I'm going to issue all my stock downs to Gerhard Schubert. And... <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I think that's yeah. That, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But, I have no. Re- I have no real interest in giving stock downs to the players. I think. Yeah, I think I think the manager let them down in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Glad we
0: agree. that's the fastest do you have any
1: stock ups i don't know i think i what made me upset re-watching this game is is i thought lewis morgan was really good in this game i thought he was really sharp and every time he got the ball actually you know what's funny is that um the stats that i mentioned about the touches in the final third the only player on our roster that had comparable stats to castellanos was lewis morgan who actually had like all like 27 touches in the in in their final third six in their box like he was giving him trouble every time he was on the ball. Cazares had a decent game in midfield. I think it's one of those games where it's like um where where his um his soccer IQ belies his age of how calm he is on the ball and you know not rushed, not um not making the wrong decisions. And we wasted yeah. it. We wasted it in a yeah, 1-0 yeah. loss.
0: I think I have to answer your question for sure. Like a stock up, I think definitely goes to Christian Caspers Jr. I mean, I think, um, you know, it was pretty, pretty down on him to start the year, but their way he's kind of uh, found his way back from there, right? Uh, In midfield has been good. Uh, So credit to him, spreading the play pretty well as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Making sound decisions on the ball, can't really knock knock someone too much about that. Lewis Morgan's an interesting one because I think this kind of belies the idea that we have players who are really good at moving and getting into the box, right? Yeah. But there's currently no one that finds them of any regularity either because the fullbacks aren't um, getting to the byline enough and uh, Luquinez isn't really like a passing guy as it turns out.
1: Right. Um, yeah. As much
0: as we thought. Like, I mean, he opens as up space with thought. a lot of dribbling, but when it comes to the incisive release,
1: Rarely pa- playing that final ball, yeah, it's yeah. Super rarely weird. playing that
0: final ball, exactly. Yeah, it
1: surprised to... me when I, yeah, it, it surprised me when I saw how many touches he had in this game because it's not T- to the point that it may because sometimes in the passing maps he would be our furthest attacking player, and to to make me think like was he was Stuber playing him as a forward? Or was he playing him as a striker or is like some kind of inside forward as opposed to like an advanced midfielder? Um, but at the same time, it's like like in a vacuum like yes these numbers are the same for him and Castellanos but it's very much not not in the same way they're getting the ball like he's carrying the ball a lot more he's the ball's coming along the ground to him it's not like he's combining playing quick one twos and getting a ball over the top in the way that Castellanos would or something like that yeah yeah very yeah. strange
0: that's the thing on Castellanos' goal like when's the last time you've seen a ball like that be played
1: <laughs> over the top exactly
0: The moment isn't the finish. It's the fucking ball that was played into him.
1: Exactly. And you know what? There have been times when that's happened, when Klamala was on the end of the ball. And I think sometimes they were like offside chances, but it's like, why can't we do that more often? Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, that's the other thing about Patrick Klamala, right? You talk talk about the lack of lines to his dot on the field, which are kind of backed up by the fact that all we really seem to do is lump hopeful long balls up the striker, right? And when and we do that, like,
1: it's, uh, it's 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 to Tom Barlow who, you know, like for some reason can't, doesn't know how to win a ball in the air without foul, fouling someone. Yeah, but, but
0: what I was going to say, right, is like in spite of that, right, in spite of this continuous lack of service to our forwards, who is leading the league and this team particularly in expected goals created? I think the answer will surprise you. And that should probably tell you how good he is, in spite of this lack of service.
1: Yeah, it's so like so like yeah. That to to your point, like at the point in time when Klimala and Castellanos were getting the similar amount of minutes, um, their XG, their expected goals, were like were pretty similar. But like the difference is that uh, you know the player on the red team has to generate the chances kind of himself, whereas like the other team, you know, the player on the blue team. Uh, is getting the ball fed to him quite regularly, yeah,
0: exactly. And uh, you know, before anybody wants to get into like a uh, post-shot XG or whatever, and how Patrick Klamala has a pretty big variance from post-shot XG from his XG numbers, yeah, he may be the shot quality may have been the worst in the league, but you know who was third or fourth worst in 2021? Valentin Castellanos. <laughs> Think about that for a bit. Oh, so, man. let's move on. Um,
1: Good That's luck, okay, to have... not not good luck. I'm not wishing him good luck. You know what's yeah, funny about about this transfer for him that apparently everyone's like they're 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 that the New York City FC were waiting big time offers offers that he would deserve at, at huge clubs and they they literally just send him off to a city financial group team.
0: Like one of the one of the
1: ones that no one's heard of as well, right? I mean, what the fuck? That is no one Girona? really cares. Girona, <laughs> just one of the one of the worst Catalan teams. You mean there are more Catalan teams than Barcelona and Espanol? Unfortunately. Um, oh, that's gross, dude. They're basically the... I don't know who's the... Like, who's the... Who's, like, the third Lancashire team to, like, the Manchester teams? Like, they're the Wigan of Catalonia. The AFC Salford. <laughs> oh, my Salford God. Salford City FC. No, they are... Okay, you know, yeah, you're right. That's, that's probably the <laughs> accurate example. And you know what? I looked at their roster. They literally only have one striker, Christian Stuani, who is a good player, but he's oh, 35 yeah, wow. years old. Yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah. like... So they're like, oh, this team doesn't have a striker that's younger than the age of 30. Yeah, send him here. He he was a Premier
0: League guy, Christian Stuani. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah, he was. I forget
1: which team, though. I want to say it was Swansea or something, but I could be wrong. Ooh, you might be right. Let's see. <laughs> let, let me – Let me... The thing I remember him, he played at Espanol for a while. He played oh, at Middlesbrough. Borough. That's weird. was Borough. Yeah. It was
0: Borough. That's right. Yeah. It was Wild. Borough. He came to borrow from Espanol, and then he went back to Girona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you can take the guy out of Catalonia, but you can't take the Catalonia out of guy. But he's
1: Uruguayan, so who, who the fuck knows? Like. <laughs> oh yeah, they just need another. They need to give like another. Oh no, he's Argentinian. It's all the same to me. Who gives a shit? All, all right. right. He's a, we... Yeah, he's a, he's a Uruguayo. He's real Platense or whatever. Uh, Some all right. bullshit like that anyway. Like, yes. <laughs> all right. I think I think we've done enough hating for now. For now. Until we start hating again in another five minutes. But, yeah, I was going to say we're, like we're, we're probably going
0: to... Because the last game
1: about... against Austin, dude. I mean, like the worst oh place on God. the planet. Jesus it, Christ. It
0: is an absolute shame what the city of Austin has become. Like just infiltrated by all, by all the worst people. Uh, like like non-zero percent chance that there's a tech bro that actually paid to go to Firefest there, if you remember Firefest at this point. <laughs> <laughs> six years, I think. Six years and still no one's been in touch with Jar Rule. Like, like <laughs> uh anyway, sorry, that was kind of a dated reference. Um this is me showing my boomer brain because I am completely out of touch, but it is the children who went wrong.
1: I'm pretty um, sure it was not six years ago. I I think it
0: was, dude. You'll be surprised. Type <laughs> at Fire Festival right now.
1: You see that Fire Festival. Uh, okay, five years ago, but nevertheless,
0: okay. nevertheless, that's April a really long time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was pre that was before the last World Cup.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I want to say that that World Cup was baller though, just because of that one like stadium where they took out the uh, sides and built those giant bleachers that looked like they might. They put up and l- and e- erector sets. <laughs> Yeah, it was a Ekaterina Burg or something, right? That was yeah. I was like is is this, is this allowed? Is this up to code? Like 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 <laughs> is someone could have died, me? Like, what the fuck? You couldn't pay me enough money to like go up there. And and like the scary thing is like those were the ends, right? Which is where they put all the hardcore fans generally.
1: Right? Exactly. So,
0: um yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be there basically. Um Absolutely not. I, but I'm just glad that everybody got out there, okay? um yeah so that was before the last world cup and now we have another one coming up this winter which um i i i i I don't know if i'll actually watch watch or not i think i might but like just begrudgingly because i mean objectively speaking the country pool is kind of lame because all the lame countries qualified this time around exactly Um, but you're telling more... me
1: that the we need the United Arab Emirates in a World Cup, but not an extra African team? Get the fuck out of here!
0: Yeah, like who cares about the UAE, dude? <laughs> Qatar's already made it as the hosts. <laughs> like that's your anonymous bullshit, like Middle Eastern team, right there. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, looking ahead, uh, we have yet another spate of games, right? That look, uh, yet another yet another packed week of action ahead right so austin fc on the 24th on sunday
1: on sunday, sunday night
0: 8 p.m game thursday is a semifinal against orlando and then uh, excuse me for saying this word barcelona friendly uh. <laughs> You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a time after a while where, like, the Barcelona-friendly tickets uh, become, like, uh, Bitcoin, you know, where you feel like you're going to be able to, like, jip some guy for $700, and in the end you hold and you realize that you have Barcelona-friendly tickets on your hands. And you feel owned, because they're not worth anything. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... My girlfriend managed to sell hers for 300 So if you're if you're having doubts, there's still hope out there.
0: Is that a feeling you guys is a trip up to Montreal?
1: <laughs> is that what is that funding? It no. Is that
0: funding? Yes, yeah, not fueling. Well, no, I mean, no. it could be fueling because that's the price of gas right now. Hey,
1: hey bing Sorry. bong. All right. Uh, no, she's not going. But no. Oh, okay. it could be. It could be. It could be paying for her season ticket next year. So. Oh okay, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So there you go. Yet there yet,
0: you go. yet another yet another year of of this. No, I swear that no, I swear, I swear that's actually enthusiastic. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Uh, anyway, Austin FC. Austin, Austin FC. Austin uh, Austin FC. Austin uh, A yeah.
1: team, as far as I know, are good. Yeah, I second, second in the Western
0: Conference going into this game. So yeah.
1: I believe they currently have the top score, the goal scorer in MLS, in Sebastian Driussi, who they got from I. Guess the last time I, the team I remember him from would be, would have been like Zenit Saint Petersburg.
0: Yeah, you know Maxi Rudy's on this team.
1: Yes, Maxi Rudy, who with this transfer has played for all Texas MLS teams.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, just looking at the guys that they rolled out. I mean, uh,
1: Diego Fagundes, if you recall. Diego Fagundes, who is probably still only twenty-two years old, despite being in the league for fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alexander Ring. Would you believe it? Oh, gross.
0: Brad Stuver, former NYCFC backup goalkeeper. Yeah, I
1: forget that, like, just how recent of a of an expansion team is, because I was, like, looking at their team, and I'm like, wow, these are all guys I remember from other MLS teams. Like, that's the point of having an expansion uh, yeah, team. That's I literally how really, they exist.
0: Yeah, it didn't really help that, like, their first expansion year was just so awful as well, right? So... Uh, They were kind of out of sight, out of mind for a while, but Josh Wolf is, uh, well, I mean, uh, he he seems to put together a good team, ladies and gentlemen, I got to say. You don't just accidentally stumble into 41 points uh, in this league. Although, I mean, like, um, so
1: something has to be working. I I, I can't
0: tell you anything about this team plays. Yeah, uh,
1: (sighs) Felipe and Jared Stroud are on this team, interestingly enough. So is Nick Lima. So is Nick Lima. Yeah, Danny Hosen. Know. It's like they got, they, yeah. they got
0: like a whole bunch of guys who were... Who were like
1: really good in MLS in 2017. Yeah. That's for, pretty much what it was.
0: For a variety of different teams across the league as well. I think Julio Cascante is here as well. Here at yeah. Colwood from the Portland Timbers, yeah. yeah um, and as
1: far as like Cecilio Dominguez has been a total like wash, has not been good, which I guess is like one out of three DPs is like fine yeah i mean yeah it's uh, anyway do i feel good about this game not particularly yeah uh
0: you know i i would probably say that if we where we currently are i think we come out with like a draw i probably would consider it like a best case well no no a best case scenario is always a win obviously right But but i would consider it a decent result if we come away with a draw Just based on recent form and where we are. My
1: biggest worry at this point is that knowing that we have a US Open Cup semi-final midweek, that Struber is gonna be like, you know who's gonna start this game and play ninety minutes? Patrick Klamala and Drew Yearwood, because he's a fucking asshole. (laughs) Like that's exactly the kind of prick ass move that this bald Austrian fraud is gonna commit.
0: Oh, he's gonna do it against (laughs) Barcelona, dude.
1: Oh my God. He's
0: going to, he's only going to play all the players that he's like, against Barcelona.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Patrick's going to score five goals. It's going to be amazing. At what cost? It's like, it's like Minnesota, Minnesota United, uh, recently played Everton in a, in a friendly, and I think they beat them. Like they scored four goals past them, but like at the cost of like, uh, Emmanuel Reynoso coming off with an ankle injury and then another player, like, like coming off a serious injury. And so like, he's in the press today uh adrian heath is like well our season's over like congrats man <laughs> I'm, g- I'm glad you managed to beat the team of your actual playing career uh in a friendly That
0: was like the most adrian heath like thing to say basically
1: exactly well i mean like <laughs>
0: extremely extremely ex- extremely i don't give a fuck vibes uh right I think it's it's worth pointing out though that uh in terms of league play, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen games left. So we we don't actually have that much time. No. Left anymore. Um we are six points off the top of the east. Which kinda stings to say out yeah. loud. But at this, this is...
1: point it's like, do we think we can make we can take the top of the East. I'm I'm not 100% sure.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not looking It would likely. be very
1: difficult with how, I don't know, with the, the general vibes around our team. You know, inshallah, New York City FC goes into complete free fall. Do you think that this 1-0 victory is part of the Cushing zone?
0: I, I would think so. I mean, they, they I would hope seem so. to be stuck in the zone, but we ourselves may be finding ourselves stuck in a zone
1: as well. I think we're beyond a zone. I think we're in something. We're in something different. The, the Gerhard Struber multiverse. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> we're at like if, if NYCFC is a is a is the Avengers, uh, we are in the Spider Man levels basically at this point. Oh man, transcending uh, tr- transcending entire companies and entire cans.
1: But exactly. Oh, I'm man.
0: sorry for bringing up Marvel on this podcast, God. We're bringing up all the dreck we don't usually talk about in this podcast. Huh? Like, not we That's were... how
1: down bad we are currently.
0: Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm
0: going to be assassinated after this. Like, oh, I, I think man. I deserve it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a there's a guy perched uh, outside my apartment window right now, with a sniper rifle aimed at my window. I was like, I'm sorry, first time, long time. <laughs> just puts a bullet through my bullet through my head oh lord I would say it would be entirely deserved though but uh, in, in any case we're yeah six points off the top of the table it's gonna take a bit of a minor miracle to get us back into it uh, never say never of course but with 13 games left in the season anything can still happen but it's, anything can still happen it's looking more unlikely the longer we look our look unable to get our ship together basically and uh, Shield. Well, I mean, nine points behind LAFC, who have a game in hand on us. Uh, it's another one of those things where anything can happen. But don't, don't look, don't look to them dropping points. Don't, uh, don't,
1: don't be putting your bets on now. Yeah, because
0: I mean, they just looked really good, right? So,
1: um, needless to say,
0: uh I. I would prefer if we put all of our hearts into winning U.S. Open Cup this year. Um, (laughs) We are quite literally knocking on the door of a final, so
1: I would expect that this is the game that we would focus on. Um, For the love of God, we are the best team left in this competition. Yeah. I know we're down bad, but I still believe we are the best team in this competition left. uh,
0: yeah I mean that's fair enough right and uh, i mean the head to head record against uh, orlando this year we beat them three 0 right got exactly we looked really really good in that game it was it was a uh-huh. really fun game
1: uh- <laughs> orlando just an incredibly chaotic team we have there's a slight chance i s like having played sport in kansas city i'm not I'm not scared of them at all yeah not they might even lose to Sacramento Republic. And then we get to host the final.
0: I hope we get to play Sac Republic at home, dude. That would be fucking
1: great, man. Oh, my God. Do
0: you, do, you know, do you know Alexander Potter is on Orlando?
1: I know. And... He's been playing this year. Very strange. <laughs> and and no, no one really, like, cares. Nobody
0: noticed. Yeah. <laughs> he's, been, he's been setting the league. Um. Uh, 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 actually, he hasn't really been doing anything in the league. Sorry. Um, no. Uh, Shut up. Apologies. Uh, some people, sometimes you get the dream transfer to MLS and you just just, just don't do anything. Right. I say this as a Higuaín continues to be an albatross around Miami's neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, like, the... Basically, like, you know... Thursday is the big game for me. It goes without saying. Um... If we can get through this, if we can get through this, like, I fancy our chances, but knock them wood. (laughs) Knocking on it extremely hard right now. Um, (laughs) I I think if, uh, I think uh, if there is a time where you punt a game, which I'm generally not a fan of doing, it would probably be against Austin, to be honest. And then, Field. I would say field your best squad against Orlando, but yeah. at this point, I don't know what our manager thinks our best squad is. What do he <laughs>
1: thinks our best squad is. Field our best squad? Okay, we are going to play a false nine, and we are going to play, uh... We're going to play Sam Williams. Like, what? Oh my god, dude. We're playing, we're, we're calling him an RB2 player. Like, no! Like, like kill me now, dude. Seriously? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. I, mean, right. I think that's that's all I really have to say about that game, to be honest with you. I mean, like, fair enough. Just get through Austin with no injuries, and then just give it all you got on the road in Orlando. Send yeah. us to a final. Um, look, yeah, send us to a final. It's either going to be SKC or Sacramento Republic, right? So we if we go to Kansas City, we have a chance to exercise a ghost from five years ago, right? Having actually been in Kansas City when we lost in that cup final or if it's Sac Republic somehow some way right that's the best fucking chance like we're ever going to get to win in this trophy right I'll probably say the last time we made a US Open Cup final was I think what all the way well like uh, we've only made the US Open Cup final twice right in this club's history Right, I think it was 2017 against SKC, obviously. But then before that, it was uh, 2003 against DCU. Right, back when ah, DCU yeah. were like a dynasty, it was like dynasty DCU, right?
1: Yep, the Jaime Moreno years.
0: Jaime Moreno years, the Freddie Adu DCU. That's uh true believers still still believe
1: in Freddie Adu, basically. <laughs> How old is he actually? What's he up to right now? He's he is he's thirty three years old. Jesus Christ! Wow, he played. I guess that's fair. I mean, I'm like I'm trying to guess like how how many games he actually played for DC United, but he played eighty seven games in three seasons. So that's not bad. That's actually that's actually like par for the course for like a fourteen year old. Yeah. But then after well, then RSL, then Benfica, and then it all goes to shit.
0: We we we, we ignore what happens after he leaves America. Basically, yes. it's all <laughs> a
1: black box.
0: Uh, I was mistaken, by the way. He was not on those uh, 2003 U.S. Open Cup uh, DCU teams, but Eddie oh, Pope right, was. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, Eddie, yeah. Pope. Anyway. Eddie
1: Pope. Eddie Pope, who was in our, who's in our 20 and 20, despite playing more games for another. Uh, okay, for DC that's uh, United. yeah. I'm not I, gonna. I,
0: can, can, can we make an a to how fucking whack that like Legends Row ceremony was?
1: <laughs> um, Nobody yeah, wanted to be there. Have...
0: Yeah. Yet another Mark the Grand Prix masterclass, right? Nobody wanted to fucking be there. It was
1: weird seeing Luis Robles with hair now, I'm sorry to say, but like... <laughs> I go to sleep. Hair Robles can't hurt you. Hair Robles. Oh no. <laughs> yeah
0: shows up like golden freddy man like and
1: <laughs> if you
0: get that reference you're a fucking nerd by the way so fuck you um <laughs> that being said yeah yet another mark the grand prix masterclass uh you, you really shouldn't have put that ceremony on after this game to be ask me
1: yeah you should have just done it at another point not it's
0: you could have done it like in one of those like throwaway games towards the end of the year, like what we're hosting, what yeah, Miami exactly. at home, right? On the 28th. Like, why not just fucking do it then? Like, who
1: gives a shit? It's under my The game we were going to play against Colorado. Yeah. Col- well,
0: that's a midweek game, though, right? So.
1: Exactly. That's that's exactly the kind of shit Mark the Grand Prix would pull.
0: Fair. Fair. But, you know, like some of us don't want to think like Mark the Grand Prix, okay? In, in, in my defense. Like, if he even thinks at all. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Just the worst fucking vibes, man. I mean, everyone was pissed off. Nobody wanted to be there. (laughs) Like... And then we're adding yet another, like, I don't know, like, Legends honorary thing on top of the two other things that we did. Like, the 2020... We're
1: not retiring his number, but we're also not putting him in the 2020. Yeah. Who... Quite frankly, he's better than all the goalkeepers in there, save for Tim Howard
0: maybe tony miola
1: but also kind oh yeah of, maybe tony miola i'm just think, i'm thinking of like mike Amin is on that list and i'm like oh yeah I'm no sure. no definitely better than mike Amon. like are you fucking kidding me like absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is this is we could we could litigate this at a different time i think we got to wrap up yeah we do uh we're coming up in 80 minutes now so all i want to say is like uh no matter how pissed
0: i am at schruber right now he'll never he'll never ever ever eclipse mark the grand prix in my eyes so <laughs> it'll take something special to equip Mark the Grand Prix in my eyes. Um yeah. So kind of long story short, get through Austin, no injuries, beat Orlando on the road, and then control your destiny from there. Right? That's all I'm gonna say. We either we either we either write or wrong from the past five years ago, or we host a USL team at home. So there you go. Please win a cup Yep, so we can go to CCL. I think that'd be fun. We, it's nice. been way too long before we had welcomed the likes of, uh, I don't know, like. Uh, it, it'd be fun to see CCL soccer at Red Bull Arena again, basically. So all I'm trying to say. Yep. Maybe. It's always a fun time when Julio Furch comes to town.
1: So. <laughs> Would he. What team does he play for now? I forget. Oh. Uh, let's, like there's like an outsized chant that he did. Because he, he wait, does he play for Atlas, who recently won? Yeah, he plays and for he, Atlas. Dude, oh man, there's a ch- there's a non-zero chance we That's see like Julio for comes again. to town again.
0: Dude, I'm gonna invade the pitch to like. Get Honestly, a we deserve that. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 do. It's like finally <laughs> We've been through so much. <laughs> after three years, I thought I'd never see you again. It's like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? How did you find his number?
1: <laughs> Just someone explains. We yeah, we have to get like. We have to get Profan Mapu out here just so we could like ask him like, do you are you aware of the Legion of RBNY fans who talk about you as a as a cult hero? <laughs>
0: it's like, well, what is New York Red Bulls? What? <laughs> they have a Red Bull team in New York? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You and yeah, 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 You played against them in ZCL. We did. It was really
1: cold. It was really cold. Like I don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and okay. uh. To, to 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 end the episode the same way we began with a John Coltrane Rain reference. Someday my prince will come. <laughs> why is the chant crowd why is the crowd chanting KYS at me after that joke? I
1: don't get it. Oh gosh. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, okay, yeah, the, the, this, this segue spawned another segue, which spawned another segue, which turned the closing segment into, like, a five-minute diatribe, but what else is new on this podcast, right? So, um, let's wrap it up here. Uh, Juan, do you have any final remarks, closing thoughts, before we uh, send our viewers home? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for your time, bud. It's always great talking to you. Um, of course. And for the rest of us, Austin Sunday, Sunday night, eight PM. I don't know if anyone's watching. Not even BWP's coming anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, tune in Thursday for uh yeah, you know, tune in Thursday for a game of big time stakes on the line. It's been uh feels like it's been a while since we've found ourselves in a situation like this. But yeah. Probably the biggest game since the twenty eighteen playoff game, in my estimation. Yeah. yeah. So Play for a cup final berth on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you Thursday. Uh, there's no games going on on July 31st 30... or 30th. Absolutely none. No soccer worth watching abs- at all. <laughs> <There's> some... <laughs> so, yeah. That being said, Red TV saying thanks for listening. And good night.